Hey guys, Archer here, and thanks for tuning in to today's Monday Encouragement. And I pray that in these next couple of minutes of the encouragement, you hear something that empowers and uplifts you to do what God has called and designed you to do and to be. So today's encouragement, I'm going to share with you guys one of my daily struggles, and that is the sin of comparison. Yes, comparison. I do it and I should not do it, but I do. And a little insight into that is even like the last couple of weeks and even like a couple of hours before recording this, I was comparing myself to my husband, Pastor Corey, because I was thinking, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not a pastor. Um, half the time I feel like I'm jumbling and I mix up my words um, people are used to seeing Corey. He really knows how to dissect the word and make it, you know, applicable to like how we're feeling. And I don't, I don't know if, I don't know. I just don't think I can do it. I'm just not like him. I wish I was, but I'm not. And maybe I should just do it like he does it. Maybe I should just say the things that he says and it'll be great. It'll just be fine. Um, all of those thoughts are wrong. Uh, that's a horrible way to look at things. It's, terrible um but i did that those those were my those were my honest thoughts um but yeah so comparison is defined as determining where i am based on where everyone else is which is what i've been doing and so no matter where we are in life whether you have a lot you have very little you're stuck somewhere in the middle you're older you're younger it doesn't matter like you do it it is sometimes it's it, you do it without even thinking, you know, because um, you think to yourself, wow, look at them. They look great. I wish I looked like that. Man, their business is booming. Why isn't my business moving? Dang, they have talents. I don't think I feel like I have any talents. Why don't I have any talents? Like, what's going on? You know, and it's not okay. I mean, like, when I say even, it doesn't matter age. Like, even my daughter, we, we love watching uh, Frozen, and she loves Elsa. And so she saw it the other night and was like, dang, mommy, look at her. I want to be like Elsa. She has cool powers. I want to have powers. She's so cool. Why don't I have powers? And I was like, wow, this really doesn't, doesn't matter the age. It's all over the place. And um, it's compulsive. And I, in social media, honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't make this uh, easier. It actually seems to make the comparison a lot worse. And the thing about it is that it's a very subtle type of sin because most of the time it's really internal and it deals with how you actually feel about yourself, you know? So, and it's actually Satan's greatest tool because it's easy for him. He don't really have to do nothing, you know? All he has to do is make sure you take your focus off of God just for a second, then boom, there you are comparing yourself to everyone else and he just walks away like, my job is done, my job is done. So, um, but to caveat, I'm not saying that, um, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a godly comparison because those do bring us like closer to Christ and being more Christ-like. But I think the issue with comparison is we have to learn how to channel it in the right way. Because there are some times when you're comparing and it will lead to pride. It will lead to covetousness. It will lead to self-pity. It will lead to just sometimes even resentment. And that's not the type of comparison that we're needing. But 
You know what I mean? In the Bible, it does say um, we should be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, which is good. We want to be Christ-like, but we want to make sure we're doing it in a way that still glorifies God and doesn't bring in pride and, you know, self-esteem and self-identity issues and things like that. So... Uh, then you think to yourself, well, Lord, I've been doing this for a long time. How do I even fix this? Like, what do I do? You know, and that's when you need to ask yourself, like, well, what defines my worth? Who defines my worth? What is it? You know, and so I'm going to read um, uh, chapter John, um, John chapter 21, verse 18. Before I do, here's a little backstory. So in the chapters before, you know, Jesus was at the Last Supper with all of his disciples, and he says, hey, listen up, somebody's gonna betray me. They are gonna do it three times, and they're gonna do it before the rooster crows. Somebody's gonna do it. And of course, Peter is like, what? No, never, never do that. You're my homeboy, I love you too much. I, I ride or die for you, never do it. Um, But of course, he does it. Okay, y'all, he does it. And then in John 21, starting at verse 18, this is where God, Jesus, is giving Peter another chance. He gives him three chances to redeem himself publicly. So starting at verse 18, it says, Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that this disciple whom Jesus loved was following him, following them, which was John. And... When Peter saw him, he said, well, Lord, what about him? So right there, right there, Peter had the chance to say, follow you. That's a no brainer. Of course, I'll do that. That's too easy. I love you. Um, Cause you know, Jesus just told him, Peter, you're going to love me. You're going to lead for me. Then you're going to show the greatest courage for me by dying for me. Jesus already told him that, but he just said, now follow me. But instead, our Peter opened up his Instagram account, pointed at John and said, well, what about him? What is he going to do? What about him? You seem to love him. What about me? And we all do this, by the way. We all we all are doing it. And that's when in verse 22, uh, Jesus claps back at Peter and he says, listen, you need to mind your business. And if it is my will for that man to remain alive until I return, then what is it to you? Hmm? You just need to follow me. Um, that's all. That's it. He just asked Peter to follow him. Um, comparison just costs us so much. The moment we begin to take our eyes off of Christ, we we then 
can bring in pride. And we often sometimes think, man, I want to be better than, I want to be greater than, I want to be smarter than, I want to be prettier than, I want to, you know, whatever than that you can substitute in there, that's what sometimes we want. And Peter, Peter fell for this. He fell for the, the thans. He fell for that. Um, all he had to do is just glorify Jesus, but he wanted to be more, more glorified than the other guys. Um, and in Luke 18, even the Pharisees prayed long and hard and they prayed all about themselves. You know, he was the, the Pharisee was like, Thank you, Lord, that I'm not a robber. Thank you, Lord, that, you know, I'm just fantastic and I'm not a tax collector and I don't do crimes. Thanks. And, um, but in Romans 12 and 3, it says that we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. You know what I mean? So Peter, all he needed to do was follow God. But instead he was like, well, I want to be more than John. Do you love me more than John? Can I glorify you more than John? Like, how can I do that? Which then can lead into being jealous, having resentment and insecurities. And I think that Peter in that moment did probably resent John a little bit because jealousy says, you know, man, I wish I had that. And resentment says, I wish they didn't have it. You know what I mean? And it could end up even resenting God's goodness in other people's lives while ignoring the blessing that's even in your own life. The fact that Jesus was there telling him that like, man, I love you and I know that you're going to love me. Follow me. I want you to be a part of this with me. You know what I mean? And Peter just couldn't have done that. And I mean, he probably with comparison also brings in sometimes insecurities. And Peter could have also in that moment been insecure. And insecurities make us find an external win to satisfy an internal longing. Peter needed to know Jesus. What am I worth compared to John? So pride, jealousy, resentment, and envy and insecurity all come from looking at what other people are doing and comparing yourself to other people. But to cure that, the first thing we can do is find your universal calling. Like what it says in John 21, 19, when it says, when Jesus said to Peter, follow me, that's the universal calling. Jesus wants all of us to follow Christ to stay focused, to fix our eyes on him, to put our blinders on and to focus, focus on Christ. In Hebrews, it says, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. I mean, when you see like Olympic runners, you don't see them looking all over the place, switching lanes because they think maybe if I run in lane two, I'm gonna be real fast. Like they stay in their lane. They look straight forward, straight at the finish line until they run through it. They're not looking all over the place. So stay focused and stay in your lane, because if you're staying in your lane, you can't lead yourself to comparison and then feeling jealousy and pride and resentment. If you're focused on Jesus, the prize at the end of the race, like you can't do that. Um, another cure 
is finding our and recognizing our unique calling. So there was a there's pastor from Summit Church that explained it. I had never heard it this way, um, where Jesus said to Peter, truly, truly, I say to you that when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you went. But when you were old, you will stretch your, out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show that by what kind of death he was he was to glorify God, which was on the cross. And after that, he said to him, follow me. That's our unique calling is specific way God called us to glorify him. So he called Peter that death for Peter was the way that God called him to glorify him. He was a martyr. For some, that is extreme. But for some, it may just be raising your kids to follow Christ. It may be being a blogger that's able to articulate how God has really shown up and shown out in their lives and saved them um, and cared for them and loved on them. It could be being a business owner. It could be just pouring your love out to others or sometimes even being a missionary. But we need to ask God, you know, to show us what our calling is. Show us in this moment what we're doing right now. How can I use this to glorify God? Sometimes it's just doing your work well because then people will ask, well, why? What's going on with you? You do great work. You know what I mean? And doing your work could be glorifying God, but finding that calling, which then creates boldness and power. And you're probably already thinking, well, dang, I don't have much going on and I don't have a whole bunch of talents. I'm not really good at anything. And I want you to know I don't need you to revert back to those insecurities. Okay, because then you'll start the comparison all over again. And Oswald Chambers says, the way we continually talk about our own inabilities is an insult to our creator. To complain over our incompetence, our incompetence is to accuse God falsely of having overlooked us. We aren't just our occupations. Okay, so... And um, we aren't just parents or wherever else is going on in our lives. Don't overlook what God has already done for you. Um, and it says in First Peter 2 and 9 that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood and a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. We have been handpicked. OK, and God isn't like us where we pick out something at the store and then we decide, yeah, I don't like it anymore. And you send it back. God doesn't do that. When he picked us, he makes mistake. He doesn't make any mistakes and there's no return policy. You're not going back. Okay. So your life is on purpose. You, your calling is on purpose and you need to live in that. You have authority. You are everything that you need that you're trying to compare yourself to other people you are you like God gave you those gifts for you. That person can't do what you do and you probably cannot do what they do. There are people that are looking for you to show them that because God gave that to you 
to do, you know, and he didn't make a mistake. So don't compare yourself to others. Okay. It's unhealthy and it creates insecurities and, um, no one can be you. Okay. So I want us all to stay in our lanes, to stay focused, to keep our eyes on Christ. Know that if you do have insecurities, talk to those and say, I, I am who God says I am. I am a child of God. I have everything I need. I have power and authority because my because I am a child of God and my father has it. So therefore I have it. There's no need to compare myself because I have everything I need. I have all the talents, all the gifts, all the intelligences that I need. So I hope you guys have a wonderful Monday and a happy week. And we will all practice to stay in our lanes. Have a good day.